Welcome to the Mabea Property Podcast. Bringing you expert insights and personal stories from the ever-changing Costa del Sol real estate market. Remember, in the world of property, knowledge pays the best interest. Hello and welcome back to the Mabea Property Podcast. Today with me, my co-host Gretel. Hello Gretel, how are you today? How was your week? Hello, uh, thanks for asking. I'm I'm good. Um, I've just returned back from Estonia, a winter wonderland. How was the weather? Oh my God. <laughs> the weather was a wild ride from minus 15 degrees and a lot of snow to um, actually plus three and the rainy departure from there. And, and it kind of reminded me, you know, why I moved to, to Spain first place. Good. And, um, you know, I was just thinking this morning, uh, my first day back, isn't it amazing that we can train outdoors all year around. We can go for a walk without having to bundle up. You know, I just saw my neighbors like trying to dig the car out from under the snow. And I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, I don't think I could handle this cold weather and the snow. And especially now the winter, I really enjoy the winter in Marbella. Yeah. Because, I mean, the summers are nice, but it's just really busy and really hot. And now we have beautiful sunshine every day, although we really need rain. But it's just beautiful weather. I go for a walk with my dog every morning on the beach. And I think it's just so... So beautiful. We are really blessed to live here. So um, yeah, indeed. And you know, the other thing is, I, I uh, after the first few days, I actually I I fell sick. You know, I, I got I got the flu, and I was just thinking to myself, it's like, how is it that every year, one time when I go home, I fall sick, and then I realize this because you just spend so much time indoors there. But I I hardly spend uh, time indoors over here because every time when I meet up with family or friends, you know, we do it. You know, we go outside for a walk or we sit on the terraces of the restaurants and so forth. So it's it's uh, also that part, you know. Well, sounds like you had an amazing time. <laughs> I did a lot of eating and drinking and gaining weight, but you know, I'm back. Uh, happy to be back over here. So, but yeah, um, good. And I hope with full energy for our today's episode. I'm really excited. Me too. So today we're going to be talking about the uh, new developments, and I'm very happy to introduce our uh, guest Kian from High Homes uh, Mabea, and uh, also known as the King of the Off Plan. You know, oh, so what a name, <laughs> like Kian. Hey guys, nice. nice be on here yeah very happy that uh, that you came you know obviously you're you're so knowledgeable about the topic and uh, i'm particularly intrigued to to know more about the uh, new developments because to be honest my knowledge uh, of new developments over here in spain is very very limited opposed to in estonia where i only buy the new development properties so very eager to to use this as a learning uh, opportunity for myself also yeah me too because just before we started the podcast we've been talking a little bit and we've noticed that i uh, do a lot less new development sales basically zero um <laughs> it's quite funny yeah? we've you know, you known each other for ages and i, have I know no idea. it's crazy so it's actually very very interesting and this new development uh topic is very interesting i think not only for us also for our listener of course so we want to know more about that but maybe let's start uh, with yourself like uh, tell us a little bit about yourself how long have you lived in Mabea and what brought you into the real estate business cool well first of all guys it's really cool to be on here i'm actually really happy to have this conversation with you so uh, yeah let's get started so uh, about me i have been living in Mabea my entire life because i was born here uh so you're actually Spanish yeah, yeah well, technically yes mm. yes technically okay. yes even though my, my parents are from from other parts my mom is English my dad's uh, Spanish Moroccan okay but yeah I was born here so I, I'm I'm uh, I'm proud to call myself a bucket on bucket on if you know what that is mm. I'm a hundred percent from Malaga which I think is that's yeah. a first no no actually Maria also was she was from, also yeah, Spanish yeah. yes right. But I didn't know. I, I didn't, you didn't know, know you were. No, I didn't know no, you were I mean, living the, all your the, life. The here. name's a bit deceiving, no? Kian. Yeah. Like you think yeah. a Spanish person's supposed to go, be called Pepe or Pago or Jesus, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no? But like, Carlos, no, Kian's yeah. quite deceiving. No, I, I, I was born here. I was lucky enough to, to be born here, and this is what I call my hometown. I was actually born in Marbella and grew up in Marbella, one of the best places to live on the coast. But what inspired you to get into the real estate? Have your parents had well, to do anything with property? Yeah, or? So, so actually, funny enough, my father is an interior designer. Ah. Mm -hmm. And my mom has been working for developers her entire life. Right. <laughs> okay, so a family business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, uh, I kind of grew up around it and uh, sort of always was surrounded by property transactions, uh, you know, interior design, my mom uh, doing handovers with hard hats, walking into, into developments, you know, uh, notary appointments. And, you know, it's kind of happened in the background. And fast, Interesting. Yeah, and fast forward when I was 18 years old, I just got, got in the business and it seemed quite natural, you know, it's like I got mm, into the business. It's in your blood, basically. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I got into it and it felt quite natural. It felt, it felt fine. And and, uh, and yeah, here we, here we are 12 years later. When did you find, uh, when did you found the uh, high homes? 
So um, High Homes was established 10 years ago. So I've been working for 12 years in real estate and 10 years ago we started High Homes. Okay. What inspired you to make your own company? Well, I... I actually started with a very small company in Calypso, mm-hmm. right? I basically had a very small, it was an office that did administration of communities and they mm-hmm. had an additional like three, four square meters in the back. Like they had a small table. Mm-hmm. And, a cupboard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a cupboard. And I decided to just do some rentals. Like, I don't know how it started. Like, cause family did it and everything. Just let's do some rentals. And, and that sort of yeah. developed into... <laughs> started like that. Yeah, I did a few long-term rentals. It was a massive headache at the beginning. So, you know, you, you know dealing with clients and, and tenants and so on. That turned into me selling my first studio in Miraflores. I remember a 98,000 euro studio. I mean, my God, if we could find wow. the right things. With, yeah. with, oh. with CVU, with CVU, yeah, with CVU, with CVU. And, uh, and yeah, um, at that time, uh, that was my first sale. And then, and then I got offered a job, funny enough, uh, at, uh, at the high luxury um, real estate agency in Benus. And I worked there for a year and a half. And that's where my career actually started in, in, re, you know, in residential mm. sales. Okay. What year was that then? I'm thinking kind of uh, 10 years 12, ago. 11 yeah. years ago. So 11 years uh, ago. Okay. So not a bad yeah. time actually. No, so, I mean, yeah. I started I started in, in the moment where the market was inundated with bank stock. Mm-hmm. It was such a different market. Yeah, yeah, very different. It was just, you know, I, yeah. I, I started just selling bank property. Bank, mm-hmm. bank, bank, bank. Everything everything we saw was bank property. I mean, property. that's a material worth for another episode. This yeah, bank yeah, property. definitely. And, you know, and, so. and distressed property, yeah. you know? Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was the thing back then. What's the most annoying part about your job? Uh, I, Don't I say clients because that's what Camilla <laughs> said. Yeah, I had to cut it out. I, I, I wouldn't say clients. <laughs> I, I would say one of the hardest or challenges. What do you say? What was the question? Again? Annoying. Annoying. Yeah. It's a hard question to to answer. I, I'd I'd say um, delays. Uh, that that could be one, you know. Um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. That that's something. Mm. That's something. You know, getting appointments to certain developers, uh, dealing with clients that that come at certain times, and you know, you try and take them out when there's too many bank holidays in this mm. country. It's an annoying side of real estate, but you know, I can't it's really say. My cli- I can't deal. really say. I can't really say my clients are are annoying. On you know, just maybe one or two of them, but for the rest, <laughs> they're all, you know, pretty cool. What's the most memorable property you've ever sold? Right. So, uh, this was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is actually quite, quite a really nice story. Um, I, I, in 2018, got approached by a client. He was a UK client and he had the biggest villa in Los Flamingos. Wow. Yeah, the biggest. Uh, that, at that time in Flamingos, the record sale or the most expensive villa ever sold in Flamingos was like 4.3, 4.4 million. So this is 2018. This is like, uh, what, five, five years mm-hmm. ago, yeah. six years ago. And uh, and this British client approached me, and you know he knew me, he knew our style of doing business, and he said, "Hey, um, do you want do you, you know do you want to sell the property?" Great. And I said, "Yeah, well, sure." But inside, you know, I was like, "Wow, this is a huge responsibility." Like, you know, our average sales—we're not used to this sort of property. You mm-hmm. know, our average average sales like a million eight hundred thousand, six hundred thousand. So you know, listing a five point something million was was incredible. So he, he he approached us, and I said, "Yes, let's take on the challenge." And I did. I took it on board, and we we listed for five point seven million. Sorry, it was five point seven million euros, and. Um, and uh, you know, within seven months, we, we sold it. Great, fantastic. And that, that was, I know, I know what that means. It's so yeah. it's it's such a good feeling, no? Yeah. And then it is, and actually, you enter it different. You know, it's it's a, it's a further step, and and you can invest, and you can you know, it's. Just, yeah, I, just I, I didn't. You know, it was a huge challenge for us because you know. Um, we don't want to, you know, let the client down. And the reality is we weren't specialized in that sort of property. You know? But you did it. W- yeah, what we did is, you know, I promised my client that I would, you know, put a, a plan into place and work hard. Yeah, right? but you were, mo- you were maybe even more motivated than other agents who usually yeah. deal with this sort of properties. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Um, but that's uh, very interesting, interesting for me to listen is that, uh, so what's different, you know, just on the key aspects yeah. of selling a very expensive property, like a five or six million euro villa mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. what you're usually selling, you know, 600, 800,000. Because I love what you just said is that it is a huge responsibility also for an agent to take on. Mm-hmm. So huge. just from your perspective, you know, what's the key differences? So, I mean, um, the thing is, our our background was resales before it was new development. Mm-hmm. So to answer that question is the experience we've had in the past with selling, you know, mostly resale, client, resale properties for our clients. The biggest difference is I think, you know, you don't list these as a normal property. You list them exclusively. 
mm-hmm. right? Ideally. When you list, yeah, right. I mean, when you yeah. list these sort of property, ideally exclusively, I, I would only listen exclusively. Let's say because mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's too much effort and it's too much work. And if you're not aligned with your client on what their expectations are and what we can deliver, it's just not worth. It's not worth it, you know, mm. because you wanna you wanna deliver a you know a high service. Yeah, which also costs money, of course. So you obviously invest huge. money into, I mean, into advertising of a property like this. So huge, huge. I mean, you know, you, you on a property like this, there's you know tens of thousands of euros going yeah. marketing so yeah. from the from the gate, you know. But I also think that uh, comparing with some other countries where I've uh, had experience with real estate, uh, one of the things that really lacks, at least for me here in Marbella, is a cohesive place where to see all the listings. And I know you're going to say, you know, that you have this multiple listing system mm-hmm. and, you know, all the agents are, you know, connected over yeah. there. And then you go to the website and you see it. But I mean, like an independent website. Idealista should be that. But to me, Idealista functions are not uh, the best, you know. There is so many duplicate properties. <laughs> there is so many old properties. There's properties that don't exist, whether I compare to another country oh. where there is three different platforms and they are so well advanced. And this is something that, you know, from a client perspective, it's really lacking, even just to get an insight, you know. I, I, I tell my all our clients, especially for new construction and also for research, don't go to the list. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go. Yeah, like, because you get you know, the they, perception. They, 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 yeah. they send me the, this list of, you oh, know, yeah. of like, you know, I've seen Good this, luck finding this, it, this, yeah. this, 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 yeah. you know, and, and, you know, you said this, this property was sold two years ago and, yeah. and, or a year yeah. ago. And they yeah. go, well, how is, how is it possible that this is advertised in the market? Yeah. Well, because, you know, some clever agent wants, you know, just to... To have, fish new contacts, yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a waste of time for everyone. So before we start talking about the new developments, mm-hmm. um, we have a question. Do you actually invest into real estate yourself? And if yes, what sort of... Uh, let us know a Let's little bit about your, into your, yeah, yeah, your yeah, portfolio. Sure, sure. So, <laughs> Just learn from the best. Yeah, sure. So, you know, um, I I have some commercial properties which we, which I've invested in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a, a company which is separate to High Homes, which is a, an investment company which buys and sells. Mm-hmm. You know, being in this market, there's always opportunities that pop up and jump up. And, yeah. and that's what the company's for. So, yeah, we, we, we buy plots and divide them. We buy properties and renovate them and sell them. And, and sometimes... Do you also we, rent property? You have property you no, rent? No, I... I'm, I'm, that, that's something which I would, you know, uh, in, down the line is something which I've, I've got my focus on. But at this moment, I like sort of in and out investment. So go in. So growing capital and exactly, reinvesting exactly, it basically okay. exactly. back. Go yeah. in and exit within, let's say, three to four months. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, wow. Okay. That's fast and interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, we, we even buy, some, sometimes we even buy at, uh, at auction. And mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're in and out within, you know. Three months. Yeah. Well, we have the property reserved before we even, you know, have it. Um, I mean, my objective was originally was to just acquire properties, put them to the rent, and make, uh, you know, make an extra revenue from there. But then, considering today's market and uh, the interest rates, you know, so I, I think it's better. No, it, it's definitely there is always opportunities, like you said. But uh, uh, right now, I also switched to kind of buying and selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just adding value and and doing it without uh, banks financing, so you can move faster. Also, because that's something that sometimes puts a little bit of breaks yeah, into your totally. timeline. So, um, before talking with uh, talking about the new developments, I had one more question that came to my mind: If you could sell any house in the world. Which house would it be and why? Sell or buy? Sell. If I could sell any yeah. house in the world, yeah. which house would it be mm. and why? White house. No, <laughs> well, <laughs> would be a good commission, I guess, <laughs> if someone wants to buy it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd have to say something symbolical, like some, you know, big, big symbolical piece of land. So some, something that, that, that's, that's, you know, that iconic. means something. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah, yeah. Something along the lines of, you know, the Torre Eiffel, you know, something like that. Yeah, if, if, yeah why not? <laughs> why you know, not? be the person that sold something like that. Exactly. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for a little bit of a background information on you. And, uh, and uh, yeah, let's dig into the yeah. off-plan uh, purchases. So uh, maybe to start off with, um, you can explain uh, how does, if buying a new development property differ from buying a resale property to the client? Yeah, okay, so obviously in terms of property, first of all, purchase cost, right? You know, so when you're looking at buying a resale property, as you, as you both know, you know, approximately you can have to add 10% on, on top. Uh, in, in, in new construction, you have to account for 13.2. So, you know, 13.2. From, from the get-go, there's 3.2% difference in, in the purchase cost. No? So that's what does it, uh, What is it made up from? Yeah, so, you know, uh, traditionally with a normal purchase, you pay ITP, transfer tax, mm-hmm, yeah. patrimoniales, but with a new construction, you pay VAT, which mm-hmm. is uh, at, uh, at 10%. Okay, so that's the main difference. So yeah. the ITP, that's 7% and exactly, then the yeah, tax yeah. that it's 10. And there's one more thing which people try to like, people don't mention, but it's a cost that, that you need to pay, which is 1.2% actos jurídicos documentados, which is AGD. 
aka stamp duty. So, uh-huh, yeah. so, so 10% VAT, 1.2% stamp duty, then you've got your lawyer fees and notary and registry, so approximately 13.2%. That, that, that's a 3.2% difference, basically. You know? mm-hmm. But the big difference between, between uh, the resale purchase and uh, a new construction purchase is the dynamics of, of, of the transaction. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, it's 80% of the new constructions or new developments out there are under construction or off plan. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's rarely the case that you S- can walk into a property right, yeah. and see mm-hmm. it. Because normally in new development, uh, in new developments, the time it's finished, it's sold out. Like if there's yeah. anything available in a sold out development, it's normally the corner apartment that's looking onto a wall, yeah. you know, yeah, that no one's facing. wanted to buy, you know, and yeah. then someone comes in at the end and buys it. But generally speaking, the dynamics are different with resale and new developments because you're buying something off plan, something on the construction, and you need to visualize what you're buying. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's something we, we, we try to help our clients do. Yeah, you know? because you told me earlier that you um, mainly sell new developments. So you're mm-hmm. obviously at some point yeah. focused on new developments. Yeah. So yeah. I would like to know why so, uh, yeah. you started to, you know, mainly deal with new developments. And, and why is it that clients want to buy new developments? It's, is it like the technology, yeah. the design, mm, or...? It's, it's a bit of everything. So our, let's say it's not the only thing we sell, but it's our strongest focus. And mm. the reason for that, since after COVID, is mainly because of inventory, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you typically want to buy something in a specific area, you're limited to what the resale market has to offer. And generally speaking, vendors are harder to deal with than businesses. Right. Like, yeah, you know, businesses, b- businesses cut clean, you know, that this is what they want from the get go. It's quite straightforward and simple. Right. Uh, but there's more inventory. So after COVID, we realized that, you know, uh, you'd go into La Cala. You know, for example, you have a client that wants to buy in La Cala or in Estepona. Right. You would, you know, do a general search on the MLS system and you'd get a few properties that could meet criteria. But, you know, in the new construction market, you would have three times Three times Work. the options. Okay. Uh, yeah, the thumb sort Ground of Ground floor, you know? the sea yeah, view, exactly, the exactly. penthouse. So, like, you know, I, I can take a client to Los Patios de Santa Maria mm-hmm. and there's only one apartment available and that's looking onto the road. Mm-hmm. And he loves the development, but he doesn't like that view. Well, that's it. I mean, you buy that or you buy nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. With new construction, I can go, hey, Tim, Tom, whatever your name is, right? Tom, come with me. This is what you're buying. This is the sort of property that, that this is the develop. This is the concept of developers that building. And today we can really, really show a client what it's going to be like. You know, with you know all sort of render technology, 3D imagery, and and also quality specs, right? And now, Tom, Tim, in this building, which orientation do you want? You want south? You want east? You want west? You know, do you want a penthouse? Do you want a ground floor? Do you want a garden? So that's what clients want to choose. You know? Yeah, and they like I, I guess they like the new technology, the modern design. But surely. I find sometimes out of my experience that new developments are quite a lot more expensive than resale properties. Oh, um, strongly disagree. That that's why I wanted to talk to you about that. What what do you think about the prices compared to resale so, properties? New developments can be more expensive than resale properties depending when you're looking at the development. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That was right? one of the questions so, also yeah. to explain the timeline. It's like, yeah. is there a law like, that regulates how early on somebody can bring it onto the market? Like uh, The developer can bring, okay, so generally speaking, right? So the developer can bring a project onto the market mm-hmm. pre, it, pre the building license, right? So, you know, the developer buys the land, has a concept, puts the concept on the market, right? Incredible 3D imagery and tries to starts testing the market, you know, mm-hmm. maybe releases 20% of the units, sees how the market reacts. But at that moment, he hasn't got a building license. Maybe it's a year away from his building license. He's <laughs> if he's outside of Marbella, if he's in Marbella, yeah. then... Uh, well, for example, yeah. so, so he's just testing the market, you know, and at that moment, he can't compete at market price. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a potential client, like our buyers, are going to, you know, come to the, to the development, they're going to like the project, but they're gonna have to pay a res- small reservation. Obviously, mm-hmm. you don't enter the contract, as you know. Mm-hmm. You just pay a small reservation as a sort of, you know, I'm interested. Token fee. of interest. Let's yeah, exactly, say. Mm-hmm. exactly. Then you've got, you know, one year waiting, mm-hmm. and then you get the license, and then they have to set up the bank guarantees. Uh, there's three, four months delays, and then you count another two years for handover, and then there's some delays. So you know, mm-hmm. you buy very cheap, but you're buying three and a half years before it's finished. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that, that, that's why the prices are so interesting. We are selling properties. I mean, at the moment, there's not that many in the early stages, but we have sometimes developments where I can tell you that compared to the existing resale market, you're getting 25% on the market price or 30% sometimes. Mm-hmm. And people go, that's, a, that's, a, that's an exaggeration. No, 
That's not an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. Like early on this year, right? I was selling in Canlova Collection, the phase one. We were selling, uh, you know, two bed apartments for 360 with panoramic sea views and amazing terraces. Now you tell me that's, that's cheap. So I will say to you, right, Camilla, find me a two bed apartment, right? With, with panoramic sea views, top quality for 360,000 euro in La Cala. Yeah, that's probably Can you find difficult. That? Yeah. No. Now, changing <laughs> around. That was but it doesn't exist, that's the thing. No, it, it doesn't <laughs> it exist. exist on it, the for paper. someone who wants it right now, yeah. then, you know, it's, it's, yeah. that's it, a it, thing. But, but, but okay, let's say you want, you want something similar that's finished. What's your quickest example? I'll tell you from the top of my head, Casas Banderas. In yeah. Casas Banderas, yeah. you don't find anything for less than 450, yeah. 460 yeah. that's decent. Yeah. You know, and it hasn't that's even why got 20%, CBU, and it's e-phasing, and it's, yeah. it's not my favorite development. You know, so basically saying you 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 sell quite a few new developments in the early stages, but also in the mid stages, and also now. So I, I'm gonna give you an example of a client of mine that has just recently bought in Canova Collection, and clients yeah. which have, have bought midway. So I've got clients that bought in January, in January, so really early stages. They've basically now they're entering contracts. I've yeah. got clients that reserved a property five months ago, and you'll see a price difference because you're closer to completion and this is the key here yeah yeah of course so of if course. you you know if you look at clients which are buying now in canova collection is it such a good deal okay it's a good deal mm -hmm. you're getting good value for money but you're not getting the value my client got in january yeah of course that's but, that's that's the key of the game in off plan no but uh, let me ask you the question so the people that are obviously looking to you know make money and enter to the deals uh, yeah. early on yeah what percentage of these kind of developments uh, don't actually happen or get oh. into the delays of like years and years and years that okay. actually nothing so comes out of in that? In this market nowadays, like let's differentiate between apartment developments mm -hmm. and villa de mm -hmm. uh, developments. So most of the apartment developments are built by reputable developers. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you got, you know, Biacelere, uh, Aedas, Kronos, all these, right? These guys are not playing around. When they mm -hmm. buy a plot, they're moving forward. Right, mm -hmm. there's they're, not a one-man band basically. They're not a one-man yeah. band. However, in the, for example, we're not very. We're at, we do sell new development villas, but from big developers. Mm -hmm. We don't sell villa developments from you know. Gretel. <laughs> exactly. So, so you're but the also market's full of those. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The market's full yeah. of those. I mean, yeah. we've seen the market full of those, and we've seen the market full of the dangerous new developments, mm. aka Oteros, aka Binox. Yeah, exactly. They give the entire industry a bad name. Yeah. But but we can't really compare them because that's an apple compared to a bloody tomato. Yeah. You know. Very interesting. It is very interesting. It, it, from your experience, and not for you, because obviously yeah. you're so knowledgeable about the industry, so I'm not thinking from your perspective. Let's say you have a client and they want to buy a home. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously interested in a, you know making a bit of money out of it as well, but you know somebody that's looking to buy for long term. Yeah. When do you think is the most best time to enter to to buy the new development? I think you need to be there at the right time. Like you know, if you jump into the market right now, you're subject to what the market has to offer. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you're if you're patient enough to say, hey, Kian, this is more or less the area I want. When a new development comes up, let me know. Mm -hmm. But there's hardly any stock. Yeah, like mm -hmm. you know, it's not like there's endless apartment complexes like Canova Collection now or Canova, the area of Canova, Bacala. Yeah. There's one development which is going to be built, which is Canova Collection, and once that's built, that's it, yeah. finished. Yeah. So like you're kind of subject to what the market has. So you know, if it's just a pure pure investment and you don't care, you know, where on the coast you're going to buy, mm -hmm. you know, between Estepón and La Cala, you just wait for the right opportunity. You wait for the new launch, and as soon as something launches, you you, you move on to it. But if it's something you're going to buy for yourself and an investment, you're subject to where it pops up. Is there any kind of statistics also specifically mm. about uh, Costa del Sol or Andalusia, let's say, region, um, about the amount of uh, new developments or the licenses uh, for this uh, um, apartment? Uh, There's no limits. There's no, no limits. limits, basically. I'm just wondering because, no, because in 2016, 2017, mm. when I was buying my first uh, apartment, okay. was a bank repo. I don't really, because that was still the yeah. time, because I always say that for Spain, for somehow from the last crisis, it took a lot longer to come out for, yeah. than for other countries, for yeah. example. And I don't recall seeing around so many new developments. You still had this old ghost town apartment buildings that were kind of half abandoned, you know, from the yeah. last crisis. But then in the last, I would say probably like three to four years, there is a lot more. Even where I live in the area, which I never seen a new development, there is, you know, few happening that we just yeah, talked well, especially about. Especially a new gold mile, no? I guess yeah. it's probably So it seems a lot, area. so I just wonder, like, how many no, new no, developments the thing there is, is there, there is a limit to land available to build. 
But, but no I mean, you know, no for example, is there like 20 new developments in Marbella? Uh, Marbella is the only municipality with very, very limited, limited stock. Of new because of like, the complications of how because, to get Also there. because there's not enough land. Yeah. Like, you know, so most Estepona and the Outram. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Estepona and La Cala, they play a different game. Like, I don't know if you guys have been, I mean, do you go to Estepona quite a lot? To where? To Estepona. To Estepona. To, not, not that really, much, no? no. Okay, so I'm in Estepona. Like, I'm in the morning, I'm in La Cala. Yeah. And the I can Estepona, see that in your Instagram stories. I'm like, my God, this guy is traveling around. No, no, yeah. <laughs> like my, 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 yeah, it's, it's, we, do, we do a lot of kilometers, no? Yeah, yeah. But uh, what I was saying is, if you walk around Estepona, and like, no joke, eh? Estepona is seriously competing with Marbella. It's super nice. And no, no, but, but not only they're, not, they're nice. The city. They are competing, but with their heads screwed on. Like, right. they know exactly what they're doing. You know, there's no messing around. You go to Stepona nowadays and just look at the quality of everything, starting with the infrastructure. Mm. The new infrastructure in Estepona is not, you cannot find in Marbella. You know, the new stadiums, all the north part of Estepona, which is going to be the new expansion area, the boardwalks, the, you know, the boulevard, you know, the new hospital. It's endless. I mean, and you know, it's still people, potential. And there's still, and there's yeah. still land, right? Yeah. And, you know, like they're they actively competing with, with, with Marbella. Yeah. Yeah. They know Marbella don't give licenses out easy. They know Marbella don't mm -hmm. have uh, enough land for the, you know, the amount of demand that they are for new properties. Yeah. And what is Estepona saying? Well, Estepona is saying to people like Kronos, Biacelere, you know, these big, big, big guys going, hey, Come you here. buy a land? I promise you, I'll process your building license faster than anyone else. Yeah. Clever, clever. Because also, I remember I heard the story about Estepona and, uh, and the mayor of Estepona. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, a very famous guy. He's, he's actually, you know, statistically, he's one of the most voted mayors in, in Spain. Yeah, and I think yeah, yeah. that uh, also one of the things what he did when he took the position in Estepona, he yeah. said that he's not going to take any salary yeah. as long as wow. the town will buy the plants and things from his uh, yeah. wife's business, I think, or something like that. Though. I, I don't I, I don't know if that's, if that's the case, but yeah. what I can tell you is as soon as he took office, mm -hmm. he spent like a few thousands of years in the biggest screen you've ever seen. It's on the rotonda. Mm -hmm. uh, it's on the, one of the main rotondas of Estepona. Mm -hmm. And he basically put like this massive screen. It says, you know, debt I've inherited. And it was something like, 365 million. Wow. Right? And then if you drive by there today and you look at that... that, that the number goes the, down? No, no. The number is now 80 million. Ah, wow. So 300... I don't remember exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. But it's clever. 80 it's, million. It's, you know? The guy's guy. a good marketer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we should get him into the podcast. Well, <laughs> that, that, would, that, would, that would be an interesting guess. Yeah, I think that would be a very interesting guy. To but interview. talking a little bit about Estepona, one question I have, because obviously it's yeah. far away from the airport. Yeah. Do you know, is there any plans to connect Estepona somehow better, like besides the road? Well, like AP7. Like the, yeah, you know, but I think they're talking about trains. Now. Train or something Fine. that I've gets never, you there I, faster. I, I, I really hope that day that will come true. But even since I was a little kid, I remember my dad used to say, oh, one day they're going to connect yeah, the train. Yeah, from I remember Florida. that 20 years ago. And they've like, been talking know, about I, it. I, never they've, been, they've been talking about the train. And plus, where, how would they do it? Like, I don't know. That's a, that's. I don't think that's going to happen anytime in the short term or anytime in the next five, six years. I mean, that, mm. that that's going to yeah. be something for the very long term. I wish. So why don't you live in Estepona yourself? <laughs> why? Because I grew, I grew up in Cabopino. Like, I've got oh, my family in Cabopino. I live personally living in Libidia. And like I was like I'm I'm like the most Barbea guy you'll meet. Like yeah. I was born here. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Like I I grew up <gasps> walking to the I grew up walking to the boardwalk in Cabopino in you know walking. It's just to your hood. It's it's my hood. Yeah, so like yeah. you know I, I, if I would change mm -hmm. I would move to a step Oh yeah, would you? That would be that. If I would, but I mean I've got my fat my entire setup. Yeah, is yeah. in Elvira, you know, and also my heart's in Elvira. Like you yeah. know I I when clients ask me like where do you last one you know yeah it's true. You know, like, I, clients ask me like what's your favorite place and I say I can't tell you it's biased. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I don't want to influence you. Like, you know, like, you know, the most, most important thing is it works for your lifestyle. For me, yeah. Elvidia is perfect. Like, you know, for me, Elvidia, you know, like, like someone, a friend of mine says to me, like, Elvidia is Cairns, Las Vegas. Yeah. Like, I know it's <laughs> ridiculous, but like, I love it, you know. But talking about Estepona area, and we know it's very popular in new developments yeah. because simply there are quite a lot of new developments. Yeah. Uh, ben Almadina is another area which kind of shoot it off with new developments and at the beginning I thought you know it's quite expensive but and it's so Benamadena, popular now Benamadena is, is you're referring to El Igeron. yes exactly Igeron, yeah I we are actually we have developments for sale in Igeron, but we we get the same feedback from clients all the time it's that's really just too mm, built up isn't it that, that's you can't compare that like that that's like the example of the extreme yeah you know, like if you drive to down to Ligeron, it's like concrete jungle. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, and the price is very and similar as well because I think they it, all it's, look it the same. It caters for a specific audience. Mm -hmm. It caters for the Scandi yes. that wants to be close to the train station of Ligeron. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what uh, I experienced with Ben Almadena. Because we talked a little bit about the zoning regulations in Marbella and how they impact new developments yeah. because obviously we know that Marbella, you know, it's a little bit more complicated like you said. Um 
there is also less land available. Yeah. So which other areas besides Estepona and Penhurst that come to your mind that have good new developments? So if somebody is looking to specifically yeah, buy yeah, a new sure. development, then, mm -hmm. you know, which is the area, so the top three areas that you would tell them to check out? The thing is, like, we have such a big coastline and there's so many different areas within big areas. Mm -hmm. so, like, it's not yeah, only yeah. Estepona. It's always sub-areas in Estepona, yeah. which are more interesting than others. Also in, in, in Mijas Costa, there are mm -hmm. sub-areas which are a lot more interesting than others. So I would say that at this moment, let's say, mm -hmm. the question is at this moment in yeah. time, as in going into 2024, mm -hmm. which are the best areas to buy new developments in terms of how much availability yeah. and inventory mm -hmm. they have? The answer would be the areas of Mijas Costa, El Chaparral. I mean, El Chaparral mm -hmm. is, you know El Chaparral? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't. Okay, El Chaparral no? is beautiful. Where? El Chaparral. El yeah. Faro. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Between, oh, okay. between so, La Cala yeah. and, and yeah. El Faro. Yeah. Yeah. So like El Chaparral for years, it was absolutely nothing. There was a big white arch and then you'd have the golf club. And mm -hmm. all the way there, there would be, okay, there would be villas on the top end, but in the lower end of Chaparral, nothing. I always liked it. It's a nice area. Good. Yeah, it's lovely. So yeah. El Chaparral, there's plenty of nice, nice developments, you know. Then in the area of uh, uh, El Faro as well, they're building a few developments. Uh, in La Cala de Mijas, Mm, especially, especially in the area Nova, of no? Calanova, yeah. mm -hmm. that's quite popular. And then I would say after that, Marbella, we'd have East Marbella, Los Monteros. Oh, yeah, we have this new development in Costa Bella, El Rosario beachside. Yeah, you, you, oh, that's interesting. Unique, yeah, yeah, two point something yeah. million average like, selling wow. price, like okay. steep. Yeah, crazy. Um, personal question I really would like to know what's your favorite new development, if you can say that? Like, which one? Or well, you sold most? Yeah. Or? So, yeah, okay, so sold most. Like, we, we, we've been, we, we've had some very popular products. Like, our most popular product uh, we've been selling to our clients, which we're very happy with, are, you know, for example, you know, Ipanema, Bahia, Calanova Collection. Um, and then in Estepona, things like, you know, South Bay, uh, Vanian, Libella, these sort of options. Which are which are very popular, you know. And if you um, have a client with a, not a huge budget, like let's say, is there is there actually any? What's the budget? For example, like let's say maximum three hundred. Yeah. What three, would you three, recommend? Three hundred is challenging. Yeah, no, like, that's exactly. Three hundred challenging is you need to sacrifice something. Yeah. You know, like I, I always tell like you know like clients first time on the call when they when they ask when they come to us asking for advice on where to go and how to do things and new, new developments we go. You need to be spending at least three hundred and fifty thousand euros to get an okay, decent two bed. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know that that's that's the average three fifty. Yeah. You know. So, but when people come into your office and they are looking to buy a property yeah. without any idea if they want a new development or mm -hmm. a resale property, yeah. probably most people think about a resale property first. I think. Um, does it end? a lot of times up in buying a new development, although they didn't plan to buy a new development. And are they like happy to wait maybe one or two or even three years until it's uh, yeah. so, I mean, completed? The key, the, the key is patience, no? The key is patience. Yeah, you exactly. Need to, you, need to, you need to be How do you to sell work. that to clients? Because I have sometimes um, people but approaching that, me, but mm, I want it yeah. now. I'm so, like, well, that's So the thing difficult. is like, even though we're very heavily focused on new developments, we're not totally excluded in resales. What I mean by that is like my background in real estate has always been resales. Like, you know, I've 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 sold resale properties from Casares, Casares Costa, wow. Estepona, all the way to Benalmadena and Torremolinos. So like, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I can still today guide clients through the through, through through the different areas, you know, you know, very, very well, you know. Um, when a client comes to us and says, hey, I'm looking for this, right? Um, we sort of tell them this is what's available in the resale market yeah. and this is what's available in the new build market. You know, you choose. I mean, you have the knowledge, no? And the experience and this is what I like compared to... What we, what we, what I like, sorry, Camilla, is like a client can come to us and we can advise them on the resale and also on the new developments. Yeah. You know? And, and on the areas. And in the areas. So like, you know, we go, this is what, you know, like, and typically my property selections, you know, after a first, well, I speak to Greta, Greta wants to buy a, a, a nice apartment, I don't know, in the new Golden Mile. Yeah? Okay. Ah, all right. I dream. Yeah, in the new Golden Mile. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> in the new Golden Mile. All right, well, listen. Okay, um, I want to spend 400,000 euro account. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. We will typically send a resale. Call me back when you have 800,000. No, no, no. <laughs> well, in, the, in the Golden Mile, good luck with 800,000. Yeah. Yeah. In, the yeah. yeah. in the new Golden Mile, yeah. you, you know, you're a king, you know? Yeah. Uh, we will typically send uh, a selection to our clients of, you know, hey, Gretel, here's what you can buy in the resale market. And here's what you can buy in the new build market. Yeah, yeah, that is actually up to you. Clever. Like th this, this is the way we would put it. Like this is the value for money you get. And you know what? When you buy a property at resale price, mm -hmm. right? When you buy a resale property, you're buying at market price, unless your agent gets you an incredible discount. Yeah. Which is not the case because you know you're lucky if you get five percent of the price. Like, yeah. 
5% of the price if you're lucky, right? Mm -hmm. With new developments, generally, if you're well advised, you should be able to, even in the latest stage of the development, get at least 15% below market price, even if it's nearly finished. In very early stages, 25 or, or more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hmm? yeah. there's a huge difference. No? To make a decision based on that. But tell me also, um, how much and customization? Obviously, obviously the style. I mean, you know, that's a huge thing. That's, we haven't yeah. even talked about, but like, you can't compare like a resale property. Okay, so let's, you will both agree in saying that until, let's say, until 2008, so when, when the crisis happened in 2008, mm -hmm. construction completely halted in Spain. We agree on that? Yeah. Okay. So after 2008, yeah, when did new construction restart? So that, we say Taylor Wimpy was the first one. Yeah, Taylor Wimpy so, no? in La Floresta and yeah. a few other ones which they were selling 2015, yeah. let's say. Yeah. yeah. There was a big break, exactly. Yeah. There was a huge break. Okay, so if you're in the market for a new property, Right. So if you come to the market, let's say in COVID, just I remember because that, yeah. that was mm -hmm. a, if you come to the market uh, after COVID, sorry, and you say, I want to buy a new construction, right? You've only got 2016, 2000, you've got four years of construction inventory, which is modern. Mm -hmm. Everything else is pre-2008. Yeah. Does that and make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you take on a renovation. That's for, for sure. If you take a resale property, you take on a renovation also because uh, what is news to, to many people, even the apartment buildings that were built during, uh, I don't know, 2005, 6, 7, 8, there is no heating. There is literally no heating system. I, but now in the new developments, they put, I think, underfloor heating as a, as a standard, at least in the bathroom. Depends on the problem. But yeah. the thing is that now also the climate has changed. So most of the time during the during the winter, it still gets very, very cold because, you know, all the buildings are made I, from stone. Yeah. How much customization do the developers allow for the owner? It depends on the developer and it yeah. depends on the stage. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we sold a beautiful apartment this week, mm -hmm. right, to a, a client from the Middle East. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Beautiful, be beautiful Ching. apartment. Yeah, a beautiful <laughs> apartment. It was... Uh, uh, a three bed, three bath, uh, three and a half bath, you know, over 150 square meter inside, 55 square meter terrace, panoramic sea views, right? It's about 860,000 euros, but like top mm -hmm. level in Benavis, yeah. like, you know, top quality property, you know? And uh, they're going to be finishing Q1 2026. The structure's already there. The developer's already purchased everything. You can't customize. He's not going to, uh -huh, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not right? do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, in other cases, you know, if you're really early stages, like, you know, pre-breaking ground, or sometimes even after this stage, mm -hmm. it depends on the developer, yeah. you're able to choose, choose your tiles, tiles, you know, choose your yeah. kitchen, yeah. choose your Different bathroom. Options. You know? Yeah. Kronos yeah. is a very good developer. Well, I'm just going to say, I was um, at Kronos with clients and I had the presentation of these uh, lovely ladies who work there and, I, and it made me like, oh, I think I want to buy these. Because obviously the presentations they give and these show flats yeah. and the money they spend in the advertising oh. and the marketing of these products is pretty amazing. So, um, and they do and they do a good job. But what I wanted to know and you have I mean, more that, experience. That, that, that's what those sales are. Yeah, that, of course, that's what show homes you sell a dream. Exactly, no? exactly. Um, usually prices of new developments are fixed prices or can they actually be negotiated? You can't negotiate a single yeah. penny. Okay. Uh, Which know, makes it easier But also. it depends on the market, obviously, I guess, as in well. The, okay, so the question is, in this current market, yeah, in, in the last four yeah, years, yeah. I've no. never seen a developer... Like, Drop there's the only one coming. case I saw this, and it was one developer that had one unit left. Right. And in a development that should have been sold out a few years ago. Yeah. And it came back and they said, okay, you know, 10,000 euros off. But, like, generally, 99.9% .9 of developers it's, will not yeah. negotiate the price. Exactly. You know? I have a question. Now, if me as a client, let's say that I know 100% that I want to buy a new development. Yeah. Is there a database or somewhere, if I'm sitting back in Tallinn or Amsterdam or wherever I'm from, no. that I can go and I can see all these new developments? Because no. one of the things is also because you're, you know, you're dropping the prices, for example, you're telling us, okay, this one is that much and so forth. But in reality, Very it's like, uh, it's how can I even know? Because I think sometimes when I looked up the new developments, the developer's page doesn't have any pricing yeah. over there because yeah. it's some weird system that they oh, release certain amount of units and then they don't release and then they yeah. change. It, it's really challenging. Like it's even like we have uh, we have uh, let's say broker access to the developers backend mm -hmm. so we can get updated price lists, but it's an always changing market. So like us even we we have this problem. So you know let's say you tell about, me a price and then two weeks yeah, later it's something maybe, different. You know, yeah. Not even I. Yeah. So you know we'll have a property for a development for sale starting price is at three nine nine for example, mm -hmm. right? And then, you know, you have the advert going out, out for like, you know, because you're advertising a development, you're advertising one unit, you're advertising many of them. So you have a unit advertised at 399, and then that unit will sell, a client will come into the office and go, hey, I'm interested in that 399 unit. And then you go, yeah, well, sorry, that one's not available anymore. 
Yeah. And you it's going to feel like and the same streak yeah, or something exactly, that I'm like. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but they know like, they oh, you told me that. But yeah, but, but yeah. these days, or especially the last two, three years, they've been selling so well. To us. So it's just, you know, either now is your opportunity or yeah. it's uh, it's gone or it's going to be more expensive. With new developments, like what we tell our clients is like, you know, of course, you know, you need to be 100% sure yeah. of, of your but decision. Don't think too long. No, exactly. Yeah. Like that's, that's 100%. If you find the property, it takes all your boxes and, you know, you need to obviously, I, something I always like to say, say to our clients is, it needs to tick all the boxes, but it needs to tick that yeah, gut feeling inside. Yeah, when, when, you, when you're totally sure of your property, yeah. you know it's for you, jump. Don't think twice. You know? But then also it brings me to the point that actually, which is news for me, is that if a client knows for sure that they want to buy a new development, then they should also choose a specific agency or a specific agent to represent oh, them because... If, if you're going to buy, a, mm -hmm. if you want to buy a new development property, yeah, you need to speak to an agent that knows the new development market. It's a totally different ball game to resell. It's yeah. a different ball game. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, I, I've, I'll tell you a personal example. I had a client of ours from Holland that arrived um, a few weeks ago, right? And uh, actually he came to us for a friend of a friend and he was about to, he was at, actually, he was about to buy in one of the Kronos developments. Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just, it was going to, he was about to go in the next day and pay a reservation. And you know, like I mean, I think business is fair. You know, like you know, if 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 you've seen something that ticks your boxes, fair enough. But you need to make a decision if you've seen everything in the market. Yeah. Like what I won't accept is okay. If you haven't seen everything in the market, you need to see everything in the market in order to make a decision, mm -hmm. especially in new construction. Yeah. So I had a chat with him, and he said, you know, uh, I'm I'm just about to to pay a reservation. I said, oh fine, okay, congratulations. You know, I can't really help you. And he said, do you think I've seen everything in the market? So I had a conversation with him. I said, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see that? And I said, I didn't see this. I said, you, know, you have to see this, you know? Yeah. Anyway, he changed from going to buy one of the Kronos units to buying one of the developments next door. And he bought, you know, a property which was 100 square meter bigger for, for even less, you know? So like, you need to be able to see the entire market, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, think, but, I think but, that's but the I same have, for resales. Though. I have the feeling, and obviously if they have an agent like you who knows the new developments, uh, it, it's fantastic. But I have the feeling that people easily can also get confused with so many new developments and all these offers. It's not that many. Is it it not? seems like there. It seems like it that. Seems yeah. because it's overwhelming. If you, the thing is that there's not that many because it depends what you're looking for. If you're telling me you've got a budget, yeah, obviously up you have to, a you look in a certain budget and then that limits yeah. obviously your your possibilities. Yeah, so like you know, if you tell me you've got a budget of uh, three hundred and fifty thousand euros, there's only two developments for you in Lagala. There's yeah. Two, yeah. Two, two or three in Estepona. That's so it. before we continue any further, let's take a short break. Let's have a little break. Thank okay. you. Enjoying the podcast. Then join our growing community on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for the latest updates. More information in the show notes. So welcome back, everyone, after the little break. Um, our guest today is uh, Kian and my co-host Geredel is here and we talk about new developments today. So now we would like to dig deeper into the steps of acquiring a new development. So what's the process and especially how does the payment plan go? Because we know sometimes if you buy especially... In the early stages, it can take up to four years, I guess, until it's completed. So how are the steps and, and how you limit the risk for your client when they buy a new development? Right. So if I told you that buying a property off plan is safer than buying a property that's finished, how would that make you feel? Yeah, say, I don't know. You, 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 I'm you, interested. No, no, <laughs> I'm interested you're, you're, in what you're, you're, you're saying. Your like, alarms go up. Like, how yeah, no, exactly. That, because right? this I can't is, see it. Right? Yeah, this is what I right. what I hear from my clients. My clients want to buy yeah. ideally when it's finished. Okay. Yeah, but then obviously. So, so what's the difference between resale and new construction? Typically, as you know, as we all know, when you enter into a contract with a resale property, there's two vendors. Yeah. Uh, sorry, a vendor and a, and, a, and a buyer, two private individuals, guided by their lawyers, will enter into a private purchase contract. And they'll pay 10%, yeah? Where is that 10% paid? Well, depends to the lawyers or to the vendor. Which, Generally, let's and, say. And that is that is a risk, of course, if they pay okay, to so, the vendor. Okay, so exactly. So just, just sort of just, you know, the purpose of what I was saying is, of course, it's a very big statement to make. What I mean is when we're dealing with private individuals, we're dealing with an emotionally charged process. There can be misunderstandings. There can be, you know, fights about what's this and the other. Mm -hmm. When we're buying off plan on new construction, it's a very clinical, cold business. You know, you're buying something, you know what you're buying, and you're buying it from a business. So when you buy from a, from a private vendor, you're paying 10% to the vendor. If that temp, what lawyers will not, well, lawyers will confirm is if that vendor decides to go to Miami with your 10%, Claim it. Goodbye. Yeah. Claim it. Right? Claim it. It's a, it's a, it's a bold statement, but it's true. Mm -hmm. 
And the lawyer said, ah, this is so unfortunate, Mr. Smith. This never happens because no one, it can happen, yeah. right? With a new construction, a new development, right? When you enter contract, you're putting your 20 or 30% into a special account controlled by a Spanish national bank. And against that payment, you're receiving a bank guarantee, which your lawyer will then deposit in his office until the property is completed. If for any any reason that development is not finished, or for some reason that developer decides to go to Miami, mm. very unlikely because these are very big developers, right? The only thing you have to do is execute your bank guarantee. Don't you have to go to court? <laughs> okay, is this How something that's is that? new? But uh, does it, yeah, well, it is well, a change of yeah, law yeah, since yeah, the yeah. last so, crisis? So I, or yeah, exactly. So I can't tell you exactly when mm -hmm. that law changed, but it was you know after the uh, financial crisis two thousand eight. Yeah. Uh, Spanish buyers, when you're buying from a business, yeah, mm -hmm. you are treated as a consumer now. Mm -hmm. It's very different to before. Before you basically put 20% into the bank account of the developer, just you know, yeah. pray that everything will go okay. Now there is very strict rules in place. Paying a down payment in off-plan development, you know, is as safe as your money can get. That's very interesting because it, it you know, I heard all these horror stories before. Yeah. Maybe COVID and people lost money and then it got never completed, so, uh, you know, in the big crash. So that that's good news. So let, let me say something. Yeah, it's very different to being consumer in a development purchase than not being a consumer. What I mean by this is everyone will hear of the bad side of developing, developing or mm -hmm. for example, the Binox or the Oteros. Yeah. Those are horror stories. Yeah. But why is that? Because it's not the same setup. You know, with traditional developing or new construction, you are an end consumer and you are buying a property from a developer and you're entering a contract, you pay a down payment and the developer has to hand you a property finished as per the quality specs and the floor plan. There are other setups in Spain, other development setups like the Oteros and the Binox, where you buy a plot and you sign a contract with a, with a, with a contractor and they build the house as per the, the specs, but effectively you become your own developer. Mm -hmm. Now that's huge risk. So we, right. can't, we can't compare that sort of development to a traditional, let's say, setup where you are an end consumer and a buyer. Because as an end consumer and a buyer, I can guarantee you with nowadays, uh, the bank guarantees in place, there is, you know, little, the only risk you have is your money is tied up for a, for for a year for and a half or two years. Time, but you yeah. will get paid back your money plus legal interest. And so you said the first thing that you have to put down is what, 10, 20? No, so it, this really depends on, on the developer. Okay. Like all the developers have different ways of, 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 of you know. What's the market standard? Yeah, the market standard is you find the property, you pay 10,000 euro, you reserve mm -hmm. it. Uh, you need to pass through the PBC process, which mm -hmm. is tedious, but it needs to happen. Basically, mm -hmm. the developer... What, what does process? that mean? That's money laundering. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Spanish, okay. yeah, so PBC is prevención de blanco de capital. Mm -hmm. So the, the developer needs to basically approve you. Mm -hmm. And make sure that your money does not come from illicit or, or illegal, yeah, yeah. illegal backgrounds. So, you know, this is normally one month, mm -hmm. you know, where you're going to supply all the documentation. And they ask for everything. Everything. Proof of funding, everything. Your shoe size Absolutely and everything. Approved, yeah. Absolutely everything. Once that PPC is approved, then you can go into contract. When you go into contract, which we call the PPC, the private purchase mm -hmm. contract, you typically pay 30% plus VAT mm -hmm. minus your reservation. And then everything else at the completion. But again, like we were just saying, for that 30%, you pay. Your, you know, your lawyer will make sure that it's put into a sort of special account, we call it, and against that payment, you will get a full bank guarantee from a national bank. I have okay. a question regarding that uh, entering into private purchase uh, yeah. contract. Um, that can only happen with developers that already have a building license or yeah. also can yeah. happen with developers that uh, are just testing the market, like you said no, previously. No, so you can enter into a reservation contract or what we call, now some developers use it, they call it pacto de preferencia. Mm -hmm. So you have a preference before a property. So basically, if you haven't got a, a building license, uh, you pay a you, you sign a reservation contract or a preference contract. Mm -hmm. But you can't enter into a private purchase contract. Yeah, because you need to have a building yeah, license to, for that. Not only that, they need to have the bank guarantee lines in place. So, you know, the, the bank has to open a special account for the developer right. that only can happen when the building license is in place and they have the contractor in place and all these things. So the, the earlier you buy, the more steps it is involved, yeah. the, probably the less yeah. you pay in the beginning. Yeah. Bigger risk, bigger reward. Well, I mean... On the, the price-wise, in the end, what you're going to get, because like you said, when you, when you buy it... Uh, Early on, then obviously you're going to get it with a better price than you would buy it in a later stage. Gen so. Generally speaking, yeah, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. that's right. That's but right. from an inspector, uh, investor perspective, uh, like running costs of the development, for example, the community fees. When I buy a new development at the early stage, do I know what the community fees will be? Yeah. Will I have a big surprise? Yeah, yeah. Or? so th this is a very, this is a very, actually a very interesting topic. You don't have any guarantees on what the community fees are going to be. Aha, uh -huh. okay. 
No. And you don't give that information to your client. So no, if somebody no, asks what it can you do, be... You do, you do. You, but do. You, you basically hand over estimates. Uh-huh. So the thing is that the developer has the obligation to hand over a community established association. Mm-hmm. And then as they sign title deeds, you know, you, you will get your coefficientes, people, you know, you'll get people moving in. And then finally, eventually, the sort of association will be handed over to the rightful mm-hmm. owners. And then they will decide what to do. But what developers do is they go, right, um, you know, I've got a community with a five... 100 square meter of gardens, mm. a pool of 30 square meter, I've got an indoor gym, and I've got an indoor pool, right? And I'm going to have a concierge on site in the gardens. And they go, right, in this existing market, let's go and compare, right? Yeah. So I say, okay, let's compare to five, six uh, developments. Yeah. And they go, right, based on our market predictions, we expect community fees to be 250, 350. And generally, they're quite accurate, okay. you know? But then, of course, you know, like, for example, you get, you know, high-end developments like uh, Artola Homes Phase 2 is one. We, I love this development. It's one right. of my favorites, right? I've okay. sold quite a few there. Yeah, I sold amazing pen. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful development. Uh, you know, our clients thought it was going to be like uh, 390, 400 euros a month. It's ended up being 500. Okay, not a big deal. Yeah, okay, that's but the reason, the reason it is 100 euros more is because when the first association came together, they started up. going, hold them, yeah, we want this and we want that and we want this. And yeah. of course, yeah, and the when the community start asking for, for more, yeah. they're going to have to pay more. Uh, but I assume that new developments in general, the running costs for the community, they are higher because there is more facilities, there is more security. Yeah, if, they are more if you want to buy modern, you know, yes. you want the concierge or you want the security or you have a gym, you yeah. even have these areas and the facilities yeah, the within the thing. And I think this is one point why people are so interested in buying this new development because you have these facilities, you have a gym. But it's going to cost you down the line as well. Yeah. So if you look for an investment property that you want to rent out and that's something that, you know, it's going to be kind of... You don't know what to expect, but it you depends. can probably expect that it's going to be, uh, you know. There's something for yeah. everyone. The same as in the resale market. Like, yeah. You know, if you go to, for example, one of the most outrageous community fees in the world, in the world, in in, in Marbella is T6, not Flamingos. Now I've had Pentas there for sale paying 800, 900 euros a month. Oh, I think there's one with more in, in Nueva 1, Dorothea, which is, yeah, crazy. It's, like, it's like, ridiculous what? community fees, yeah. right? Uh, you have that in the resale market and you have yeah. other resale yeah, developments true. that have eight euros mm-hmm. a month. So yeah. in, in the new development, the same thing happens. You have developments that have all these amenities that pay a huge amount yeah. and then you have developments which are just normal. You know, yeah. like not everyone yeah. wants to pay community f- high community yeah. fees. Yeah, yeah, so one example is, for example, DreamGolf, a development which we're actively selling in, in La Cala de Mijas. It's a development which is annexed onto an existing development and the community fees that can be like 130 euros a month. So not always the case. Mm-hmm. In some cases, yes. In ca- some cases, cheaper. In some cases, more expensive. Okay. Uh, what about, because you mentioned briefly the guarantee of quality, because that's one of yeah. the biggest uh, turning off oh. points for me, because in general, I think that the building quality in Spain, it's, uh, let's say it's not ideal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. How can I be sure? Because I'll tell you, my only experience with the new development is I went to see a new development that's close to Los Monteros, Palo, something, I think. Uh, not the one that they're building now, but I think it was about year 2017, Alto, 18. Uh, no, it's in Los Monteros. It was where the uh, Costa del Sol hospital is and just going Villas. up from there. No, not Villas, apartments. Sol Mabea. Yeah, Sol Mabea is that, that one, not behind the hospital. I'm not sure that anybody, yeah, I know the year was around 216, 217 oh, no, when no, I went no, to see it. And the only thing that they had at that point was the show home. And mm-hmm. when I walked in the show home that was built in some sort of trailer, whatever it was, it was so mm-hmm. poorly built. I'm curious to know which one that is. This that is really I was like shocked that it would even show something. Let's figure it out, it's going to linger. <laughs> So my question is, how can I be sure? Is there yeah. some sort of uh, assurances in place? Is you there a rules have, or regulations? Yeah, yeah, you need to know which developer you're doing business with. Like, well, you know, that one thing, yeah, but in the day, I understand yeah. that your reputation speaks yeah. for itself. But is there also a law protecting me uh, that tells me, okay, this is, you know, what I'm buying and this is the standard yeah. of the market there that they is, need to meet? Look, there is minimum standards. And, you know, Spain has to abide by European regulation building standards. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can't just build whatever you want. So, you know, for example, insulation standards, noise uh, noise barrier standard. Yeah. This is like European standard. The big difference is the quality of the materials and the labor, mm-hmm. right? So you can see developers which get sloppy at the end. Mm-hmm. You can get you can see very good developers that use mm-hmm. bad materials to save money. money yeah, so you, it really depends on the actual developer, right? Yeah. I'll give you an example. A developer I really like is Neynor, right? Mm-hmm. Neynor is one mm-hmm. of the biggest in Spain, one of the biggest one of land banks in Spain. They have loads of de- developments. And for example... I've seen Neynor hand over projects at 
highest quality. Like you, you know, I, I do. I personally, by the way, I personally do the staggers for my clients. Mm -hmm. I promise that from the beginning when they buy a property. You don't them. recommend your clients to use a service, a professional service, to do the snagging yeah, for I, them. I, that I've, they got, can be I've sure? got, a, I've got quite a very, very good technical background. Mm -hmm. So I, I do, but yeah, that's a, a office we a service we offer them through mm -hmm. like third parties. Yeah. But generally speaking, with the snaggings, it's not entirely necessary. But we go into like huge depths, so mm -hmm. like with with uh, with levels. With, because one thing is everything. visual, what you see, but the other thing is what's actually underneath. So in uh, you know Sweden, Estonia, it's very standard. If you buy a property, whether it's a resale or whether yeah, it's a new development, is to use a third-party service that inspects it. Mm -hmm. I think even in Sweden, for the bank, you have to do it. It's part of. I know it's not so, common over yeah. here. So, so Gretel, when you buy, when you build a project in Spain. I can guarantee you because I've I've been through the processes with with clients of mine mm. building villas and clients by building townhouses is you have to submit a project that meets building regulations, mm -hmm. right? And the building regulations in Spain are a minimum standard, which yeah. is good enough for Europe and for mm, for the rest for all the rest. From there, you do more or you do less, but mm -hmm. the bare minimum is already great. The difference is what you see on the top, the finishes. So mm -hmm. what I was saying about Neynor. Like, and it depends on the project. So I've seen Nenor deliver high quality finishes and I've seen Nenor speed up the last two months because yeah, yeah. they had to meet deadlines. Because they outsource certain slow. contracts as well, I guess, like any developer, yeah. you know? So yeah. it depends on the crew that they end up with as well, you know? Yeah. So. You know, like, I tell you, like, you know, in terms of qualities, for example, you can't compare Aidas to Biachilere. Yeah, people call it Biachilere, I call it Biachilere. <laughs> I hope they're not all listening because you're going to be screwed after that episode, you Tell them to do it better. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, this yeah. is the reality. I, no, I, 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 I tell it. my clients, you know, mm -hmm. if you compare Biachilere to, to Kurgonos, for example, or to Aidas, I give Biachilere a 6.5. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I if you guys are listening, contact yeah. us. We would love to yeah. talk to you, yeah. okay? <laughs> no, exactly. I'm, I'm in show yeah. flats every yeah. day. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I, I touch and feel and I see, yeah. you know, and you can just tell, you know. You but can we would, one thing I'd like to say to our listeners, sorry to interrupt you, if you have made experience, good or bad, with new developments and you'd like to tell us about it, contact us yeah. because it's going to be very interesting to hear your uh, experience with that. Or with Kian, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> So, but one thing I like to ask, because, you know, um, down the line, if you buy something and uh, completion is in three three years and let's say, yeah, okay. or, you know, whatever, whatever, yeah, 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 you change your plans and or your personal situation has yeah. changed or yeah. the market has gone up and you yeah. think, oh, maybe I can actually Or you're cheap it. and you want to make money because like yeah, you say. you want to make money. Can exactly. you actually resell the properties no. before the development is ready? Absolutely no. Okay, because no. I heard different, you, but that's yeah, interesting so what you tell according us. According to Spanish like laws, you can so mm -hmm. you can give your rights of a contract. First of all, it's highly taxed. And second, developers do not allow it generally. So it's not practically used in Spain. Okay. Can it be done? Yes. Is it done? Practically, no. Ah. So to make money with new developments, buy in early on, buy the property out and then sell it. Yeah, 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 exactly. That you can do. Yeah, exactly. But you know, to, to make money on a new development, you have to buy really early on. You know, because in Spain, you know, you, you yeah, can't. because you buy the tax when you buy the property and you buy the tax when you sell the property. So well, you buy either the market, is, yeah, but I mean, yeah. either the market think, is extremely yeah. going up or, you know, holding the property for a few years, putting it for rent or registering it as your yeah. home and living inside and then, you know, flipping it basically. So you, you mentioned something very interesting there is what happens, you know, life changes. Yeah. I, I've had so many of this. I've had, I've, I've had this happen to us so much, so mm -hmm. many different situations. I have a client who lost their jobs, lost savings. I've got a yeah. client that lost fortune to crypto. Oh my God. <laughs> no, that happened to me. Like I, I got a call. No. I got oh a call gosh. one day. I can believe it. No. I got I got a call one day from from a client that reserved a property in in uh, well actually he mm -hmm. paid PPC on, on a property on the construction and uh, you know he was a. What happens know, then if they can't complete? It, well, it, as per the contract, yeah, you if you cannot complete, the developer will resolve the contract. Right. Yeah. But practically, the developer is generally open to discuss the situation. I've had right. people which have lost a, a member, like a spouse, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and they can't complete. And, you know, I've had to go and speak to the developer and saying, you know, yeah. my client's wife's died. Yeah. And in that case, the developer is very flexible, you know, and the yeah. developer will say, OK, listen, when I sell the property again, I'll pay you back. Some big developers have got long and just pay them back. Right. OK. But so it depends, depends on the developer yeah, I, 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 and the situation. I've, yeah, I've had yeah. clients that have lost their job. You know, mm -hmm. but, but developers have to protect themselves. So they go, yeah. no, hey. of course, makes they, you sense. Know, they, they say, if you can't complete, you lose your down payment. You know, Kronos, for example, you know, if you change your, it's not Kronos, it depends on the developer. Some developers, even if you change your mind, mm -hmm. they'll pay you 50% back. Others don't. Yeah. So it really depends. But, you know, this is a people business. Generally speaking, they're always flexible. 
What's the most... Uh, I feel this question is going to be good. <laughs> insane <laughs> stories that come to your mind when it comes to purchase of a new development. Whether good or whether so bad many, or... I've had so many of them. I've had so many of them. Like, you know... Um, Maybe something that will teach a lesson for our listeners or teach a lesson to, to us listening over here as well, you know? Yeah, so... so um, it's a difficult question to answer, you know, like a funny story or interesting stories that happened to me is trying to show my client um, the view his property will have. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. Very true. So yeah, I, don't yeah, know, yeah. I, I don't know. How like, do you do that? Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I've got an additional tool in my car, which not all agents have, which is a drone. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. So I have a drone in the back of my car. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we do a sales presentation, right, we'll be at base level, like ground floor level. Mm -hmm. And the developer will say, you know, this is the floor level and this is the view orientation. And the clients, yeah, look, at, I know for a fact, because I, I know that yeah. it's gonna, the view is going to be fantastic, but yeah. they can't see that, yeah. which is totally normal, you know? Clever I know that, the drone. Yeah. yeah, so what I do is, you know, we, 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 you know, we open the drone up and, yeah. you know, on the drone, thanks to my cameraman, cameraman, cameraman Mark, he showed me how to, to you know, fly these yeah. things. Uh, I put the drone up, you know, and actually, actually I can take it to the exact level mm -hmm. above the road level where the apartment is. So then I'll go, you know, for example, I will, I'll inform my clients, you know, Mr. Tim, Mr. Tom, just for you to know, in Spain, every floor has three meters, right? Yeah. So if you're buying a property on the second floor, you've got, you know, garage, three meters, mm -hmm. ground floor, three meters, first floor, wow. three meters. Yeah. And then you've got, for example, another three yeah. meters. Give you an example, right? So you'll mm -hmm. go, right, that's 12 meters. And then you'll take the drone to exactly 12 meters. And then you'll go, that's your feet level. How, what's your height, Tim? Mm -hmm. 170. And you can bring the drone up to exactly one meter 70 high and go, mm -hmm. that's your eyes. That's right? your view. Yeah. yeah and, and then also like, you know, like I, we are with our clients from the moment they buy off plan all the way until they get the handover. Mm -hmm. So I need to make sure that they understand exactly what they're buying. Like the, you can't be like 80% sure. My yeah. clients need to be 100% sure. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, especially in this business, as you know, coming like we're in this for the long term. I don't yeah. want a client coming to me saying, hey, I didn't know about this. No, no, yeah, you know? of course. And, and, and we live and off the reputation. So oh, you want your clients to be yeah. happy. That, so yeah. so uh, this brief explanation is, you know, people, there's many apartments or off-plan developments or developments under construction uh, where, you know, the apartments, for example, west facing and the sea is there, right? But when you're on the plot and there's nothing there, you see the sea and you go, wow, it's got a sea view. Mm. You have to explain to the clients, no, you know, like this is your exact view. Like your view is looking forward. When you walk until the end of the terrace and you move and you, and you sort of, you know, uh, move your head towards the right, then you've got a sea view. That's the level of detail. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, need, you, need to, you need to explain to them that from your kitchen, this is what you see if it's open plan. From your living room, when you sit down, this is what you're going to see directly out. If you want to see the sea view, it's that way. If you expect the sea view to be in front of you, it's not. It's that way. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they, they, when they walk into the new apartment, they know exactly what they're getting. Yeah. You know, there's no surprise. To avoid disappointment. Yeah. To avoid, no, later exactly. On, yeah. You need to be, they need to be 100% sure. And I always ask our clients, you know, have you got any more questions? Mm -hmm. You know, do you need any question answered? Do you, do you have anything which is still not answered, you know, before you move forward? Because from us, it's a huge responsibility selling something which they can't see. And we try to make it easy for them, you know? So, you know, we've got so much experience in, 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 in explaining, you know, the, the things that they don't know they need to know about. Yeah. There's loads of things in developments that you don't need, know you need to know, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, very and, true. And, and that, very that's true. what we, we try to, you know. But I think, um, or the way I see you and the way we talk, you are very, uh, you have, you take your responsibility very serious and you're a very passionate agent. And I love that. that, that that's good. Thank you. And I can, <laughs> I can, I can, I think that any client who wants to buy a new development is in, in great hands when they, when they deal with you. Thank you, Camilla. So. We, we try to. <laughs> Is there any question that we haven't asked, but your clients typically ask from you when buying a new development? Uh, I mean, the main the, the, the main question is what happens if it's delayed? What happens mm -hmm. to my money? You know, how do I know what I'm buying? And and you know. And these rules they depend on the developer, like you said, in the yeah. face that. Yeah, they're and buying. I try to give our practical experience. Mm -hmm. Like this is my practical experience yeah. with the developer. You know, and I also tell my clients this is practical with this developer in this development. You know, mm -hmm. in these developments, this is my experience. And, and, you know, that's the only thing you can do. You know, How do you see the, the future of new developments? Do you think there will be a lot more new developments? Or do you think, you know, basically we've reached the maximum of new developments no, we have? Or no, what, what do you I, think? I, I, I think that um, we're going to steadily see more developments come to the market, but at a slower rate. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think so too. At a slow rate. Yeah. Like I, I speak to developers. You know, you know, we can't mention the names because they're, they're not official yet. But they're, they're developments, developers which are buying big bland banks in Mijas Costa, yeah. in in Cerros del Aguila, which you know, preparing developments of six hundred, seven hundred units. You know, wow. And uh, all across the coast, exactly the same thing. Yeah. So I, I think like this trend of new developments is going to continue. Yeah, I think know? so too. Actually, and there's going to be some exciting new developments like. Uh, you probably heard about the Lamborghini Villas. Uh, I don't a... buy it. No, you know? I... no, I don't buy it. I don't. I don't see the value in it. I, right. you know, like, it's Interesting. Just, yeah. What yeah. do you think about these very because high-end luxurious? It's, 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 but it's, it's a... also the question: What's Lamborghini got to do with the villa? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Like, it's how much like of the price am I paying? The car seat or the... Yeah, you're, 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 you pay, you're paying the brand. You're paying the name. I mean, I love the car, but I just don't see how it resonates with the building. I understand fashion brands that have a home line. Uh, you know, partnering with a developer yeah. and, you know, well, I think with Fendi. That, but if you're Hermes, Fendi, I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Even then, because there is fashion brands that are not very known for the yeah. for their home line, so it doesn't really make the well, sense. Well, when I told my husband about the Lamborghini homes, he was pretty excited, I can tell you that. So I don't know how, how that goes and if they're successful in selling them, but it's an interesting project. I think it's a bit OTT. Yeah, you know, probably. it's a bit OTT. Like, mm. you know, it's, you know, like... Ah, maybe I shouldn't speak to so negative, but I, the way I feel, like I think yeah, there's so yeah. much more on the market available for that price yeah. range. Oh yeah, know? yeah, that's, that's an interesting so. one. But maybe also just on the finishing note, uh, if there is one piece of advice you could give to somebody who's looking to invest in Mabea, yeah? whether it's new development or a resale property, then what would it be from your experience? My my advice would just you know like it's always the same like but make make sure you you do your research make sure you you know that you have the right guidance legally and from the right agent you know and um, and the advice is make sure that you know what you know you know what you want that you know the market and when you make a decision that you are one hundred percent sure mm-hmm. that you've seen everything on the market that would be my number one piece yeah. of advice mm-hmm. it's important you know that, that you know uh, I I see clients that you know buy a property after seeing three properties. Like, I know, always say to I, my clients, you need to know what you don't like before you decide what you like. So basically, totally you, need, right. you need to see many properties in order to make the decision of what. Yeah, you obviously, you have your you know must list what you want to get, but then you also have your budget. And it kind of somebody you know talking with somebody who's experienced over here that can advise yeah. you know, you know what what it can okay. get you based in between these parameters. You know, so right. So I'll give you a quick example of this. Right. So um, we have we have clients from, for example. Holland, Belgium. These are especially the top clients that always say this to me, right? So uh, we don't want ground floor. Oh yeah, yeah, I hear that. We don't want ground floor, and 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 this this goes to you know I I think or I believe right that a buyer that's looking to buy a investment property, a holiday home, or a permanent location in Spain that's never had contact with this market, very important, never had contact with this market, goes through three three stages, right? And the stages are the following: number one, you don't know what you don't know, Mm -hmm. right? Number two, you know what you don't know. And number three, that's sort of towards the end of your property tour. You know what you know, yeah. right? That, that, those yeah, are the three yeah, stages yeah. all about. So in the first stage, right, a person from Belgium and Holland will basically, you know, have 30, 40 years experience buying properties in Holland. And they'll go, yeah, I want a house in, in Spain. And all they just bring to project yeah. everything they know from their home market and just project it here and go, yeah. that should be possible there. They look on the lista and they go, that's more or less my yeah. price range. <laughs> Fantastic you know? realista. Mm-hmm. Right? That's yeah. what they do. So, like, you know, um, going back to you don't know what you don't know is, you know, we'll have clients, we call it the discovery meetings where, you know, we talk to our clients and understand what they're looking for. And they'll just go into the, yeah, but we don't on ground floors, right? So I just take that in and I go, let's continue the conversation, right? So what what is your life all about? My life's about privacy. My life's about this. My life's about that. I've got dogs. I like da, 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 da. And I go, right, how about if I tell you I've got a perfect property for you. But it's the ground floor one. It's the ground floor. Yeah. And I don't have No, I'm not. I said, right, fine. Perfect. No problem. Come with us and let's see everything that ticks your boxes. Mm-hmm. Right? And at the end, sometimes without them knowing, I say, I've just got one more appointment for you. Mm-hmm. And you show them that ground floor. Yeah, yeah. And it'll blow their mind. Because exactly they'll go, oh, my God, this is like a private yeah. villa. You yeah. know, like it has the privacy. It has yeah. the price. It has the views. So people project their markets here. And they, they, they need to kind of, I think, you know, they need to tell their agent what they're looking for and let go a bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you Trust. know, th- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have uh, experienced it so many times that people come to me with an idea of what they want to buy. Yeah. And they buy something completely different. Totally right. And that's, 
what happens many times. It's interesting. I've really enjoyed the talk today. Yeah, me and, too. Uh, learning so much already? about the new we, yeah, we, we could go on, but we're already oh over God. one hour talking here. We have here. to do another episode yeah, on this. Should. I think I'm going to go and look at some new developments now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. If, it, if my Fun budget allows that, it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's, we it's really, really enjoyed it. And I think that was quite helpful for all our listeners who would be interested in buying a new development. And one interesting note also, because today we didn't only record uh, audio, but we also recorded video. So yeah. this episode will be available on High Homes YouTube channel. Yay. And we're going to put all the information on the show notes. Thank you very much for being it's, here. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I look forward to being part of the next one. Perfect. Thank, Thank you very you. much. See you soon.